we know, firstly, that Chedesh is a mitzvah deraisa, it's brought in the Pasuk, that uh, you meant it says, you point to put in the status of Psil to Now, firstly, the Shaila, what Chedesh is, we'll see. But there's another Shaila which comes before that, and that is, if we, even if we had Chedesh, how many strings are Chedesh meant to be? Right, because Lashon says in the Pasuk, Mashma in a single, in the singular. This is a psil to chelis. A psil is a single thread. So the Mashma will be to be one thread of chelis. Um, so we have three opinions in the Rishon. How to, how the chelis was meant to have been put on the tzitz when there was chelis. The Rambam learns that I have all four threads wrapped, like wrapped around into, to make eight. Then I have the one longer thread which I'm using to wrap the others in. So the longer thread only has to be longer on the one side. I don't have to make it long both sides. I'm only using one side of it to wrap. And now I've learned that one thread I'm making, that one side of that thread I'm making to trellis. So effectively two-thirds. So effectively, right. So effectively it was only one psil. One out of eight. The rivet argues. And the rivet says that if you do trellis, there had to be a whole string out of, so it was one out of four. Or when you fold it around, two out of eight. And Rashi on the mission learns was half and half. There were two thread, threads of trellis and two threads of white. So it was exactly half half. And there also be a difference because which one are you meant to use to wind around the other ones? So according to Rambam, it's the trellis which you used to wind. According to the other version, it's not clear. The Mashmaz of Rashi is it half and half also. It was meant to be completely mixed, trellis and the white. So some threads were round are did with the white and some are did with the trellis. You know, Rashi's view makes even if we would know what Tcheles was and how to make Tcheles, we wouldn't know what to do with the Tcheles. Because we don't have a clear Hachra uh, opinion of Psak, which of these three Rishonim we meant to follow. And therefore, if, even if we were going to put on Tcheles threads, assuming we knew what they were, where would we put, how many would we put? Would it be a problem? Now, would it be a problem? Oh, so this is a question. Where all three? Right. Well, we can't do all three because it's uh, either one, one out of eight, two out of eight, or four out of eight. Three better, three so you made three different Bukhari. Okay, that would be a possible answer. Yes, but now the question right. is something else. And that is, do we need a Tchelis? Because the Gemara already says, you know, for all the centuries you didn't have Tchelis. We saw what fits is just white threads. And we're yet to with that. The Gemara says, Tchelis and Lava are two separate mitzvahs. And they're not ma'ak of each other. They're not ma'ak of each other. Which means if a person doesn't have Tchelis, he can still be ma'ak in the midst of the white threads, which is what we do. And we make a bracha on the white threads, and we answer with that. So the third is not ma'akad alavan. The question is, is what about the other way around? Let's say one has other threads which are not tcheles. In other words, assuming the tcheles which is being marketed is not really tcheles, are we losing something? Because if you're going to say it's only gaining, in other words, if it's if it's white, it's good, and if it's not tcheles, it's good, and if it's blue, which isn't tcheles, it's also good, then l'chari, we don't stand to lose anything by the dying threads blue. But if it's not the right color and then we have a problem, then it's a, not so simple we should do it because it's a loss in a game. In other words, if a person dyed his tissues the wrong color, let's say he didn't have white and tchelis, he had white and green, or white and purple, or any other color you want, would well, that make the tissues? So this is a machlekes, because the Gemara says the tissues have to be min hakonof. Min hakonof. We say you have to put the tissues on the konof, which means the corner of the baguette, and that the Gemara is min hakonof. It has to be the same color as the corner of the baguette. Oh, that's why they put square. Uh, right. And therefore, you have to put white on white. So therefore, according to some post scheme, like a shulchan aruch holds, if I had an orange baguette, I would have to put an orange tzitzis. 
which does have to be minakonov. Um, we hold that even if you were meant to do minakonov, but again, you always have the default, you can use white. But uh, if you have a white baguette, then you're not meant to use colored citrus. That's everyone agrees is no good. And therefore, we have a problem the other way around. And that is, if the blue is not trellis, then you've messed things up, because then it's not white either. So trellis, or the terrorists are meant to put on, if it's a real trellis, that's okay. But if it's not trellis, and it's not white, then you might have a bigger problem. You might not be able with it. Right, that's, a, that, that's the reverse argument, what the problem might be with the trellis. Second problem. The Gemara already talks about something like this. The Gemara says, even in the times of the Gemara, trellis was something which was hard to find and expensive to produce. And therefore, there were always those ramoy. There's people who try to cheat the market and put false blue dye on the market. What's called kala ilan. Kala ilan is a plant-based dye, which was also blue. And um, there was always the khashash that the person isn't getting real trellis, he's getting kala ilan. Which is why the halakha is, trellis is like wine. You can't buy trellis from someone who has two seals on it. Because otherwise it would be too likely that somebody would switch the real trellis for fake trellis. Right? And therefore would mislead the public. And what would be the problem if a person would be wearing color ilan, which means this plant-based dye as opposed to real trellis? So those who say this problem, that we would have the wrong color, and those who say a different problem. And that is trellis was wool. And it had to be done in wool. And if the baguette was made out of linen, you'd have a shayla of kilayim. Now, if it's real trellis, and then Torah is matter you to wear kilayim and titus. But if it wasn't real trellis, you'd be over the issue of kilayim. So these two sides would make a difference here. And as if the problem is kilayim, then we don't have the problem today because nobody's wearing a linen baguette. Everyone's wearing either a cotton or a wool baguette. But if the problem is that you've got the wrong color and therefore it's not white and it's not trellis, then that would be a shayla today as well if the trellis that is being marketed is not the real color of the trellis. Okay, so that's the starting point. Now, let me tell you the history of trellis and what we know about it, what we don't know about it, and uh, we'll come to the maskana of what the gdolim listen out or passed about it. We know that in the time of the, even after the time of the Khurban, the time sh- shortly after the Khurban, they still had Khalis, Tamaraim, who were about 100 years plus, maybe 50 years after the Khurban, still had Khalis. When we talk about Amram Khasidah, for example, who put Khalis on his clothing, and Amram was an Amaris. He must have been about 150 years after the Khurban. So at that stage, they still had the Khalis. Does that mean. At the latest stage, towards the end of the time of the Gemara, the Khalis got lost. And then we didn't have Khalis anymore. Right. What exactly happened to it, we're going to talk about. But even that, that was the Matthias. Since then, they haven't had Mishchatrelis for thousands plus years. Now, what happened was in the 1880s, 1890s, the Radzina River decided he's going to go and look for the Trelis. So he went to Italy, he went to Naples, where they had a museum of natural history. And he went to look at all the various uh, sea creatures that he could find in this museum to see if any of them had a blue dye. And what he found was, he found a certain fish um, which has a, like a pocket of ink under its gills. And uh, what ha- the way it protects itself, this fish, if it feels threatened, it like injects ink into the water. Which la- it's, not, it's not an exact octopus, it's similar, but it's, it's called in Hebrew, the dagadya, which means the ink fish. And it's something similar in English, I don't know what it's called exactly, but it's it inject, like an octopus that it injects ink into the air and into the water, and then it makes a smoke screen that it can run away. Okay, so the Regina found this ink in this fish, and he, I don't know exactly what chemicals he added to it, but even though the ink really starts with a blackish color, he managed to tinker with it enough to make it turn blue. 
And then he decided he found Tcheles. And he wrote a number of Sfarim to try and prove that this was the real Tcheles, and that all his, uh, everyone should start wearing Tcheles. Um, the Gedalim at the time responded to him. The Gedalim at the time were, the, firstly, the Rav Brisk was the Besalevi, and Rav Tikton was also the, very involved in this, and the Rav uh, sure they all, they all wrote back to, he wrote to them, to get a Haskama for the Tcheles, everyone should wear it, and they all wrote back to disagree. Now, they all had three different reasons, and it's very interesting their reasons. The first reason was the reason of the Besalevi, Yashabar, and his reason was, he said, this fish that you're talking about is not a chiddish. Everybody always knew about this fish. It wasn't something which disappeared. And if this is a real tchidus, then it doesn't make sense why throughout the Doris nobody used it. If you're going to tell me something you found which we didn't have or what lost or couldn't be accessed, whatever it is, we can hear here about it. So this was a commonly accessible fish. And if that's the case, uh, if that was tchidus, then it doesn't make sense when no one wore it before now. And therefore, he said, he said, which became synonymous with brisk, and that is, Messiah is the strongest dry. When I want to argue with you, it is Tchelis, not Tchelis, whatever, Messiah is the strongest dry. No one wore this Tchelis made from this fish. No one tried to make Tchelis out of this fish. That's the strongest dry. This isn't the Tchelis. That was the, his argument why he wasn't prepared to even listen to the arguments for or against. Now, the next argument that the Rezun Rebbe came up with was that it's a Suffolk Deraisa. It's a Suffolk Deraisa, because Tchelis is a Mitzvah Deraisa, and if that's the case, uh, the Kharish word, even if it's a Safik, but it's a Safik Deraisa. It's Safik Deraisa the Khumr. So, this argument was answered by Vishal Tiktin, who has said a brilliant Khiluk. He said the idea of Safik Deraisa the Khumr means that I know Pashan being Makayim the Deraisa. Safik Deraisa means I'm not sure what the Deraisa is, and therefore I'll, I'll take the Safik into account to make Shan being Makayim the Deraisa. Because that now, if I've taken both options into account, I've gone to Khumrah, now I know I'm rested should have been the Raisa. But, in the case where I have a Suffolk, and even after I've done so, I still not have been the Raisa, then what have I gained? And therefore he said, your Suffolk Raisa is not going to help you here. Because if you were telling me where the white sits and where the Khaliz sits, and that way for sure I've been to the Raisa, okay, Suffolk Raisa the Khumrah. But here, even after what you said, I don't know if it's true. Because maybe this isn't Khaliz at all. So there's no inya of Suffolk Raisa the Khumrah, if at the end of the day, I don't know if I was Makayim the Raisa. I have the same Suffolk I started with. And therefore, there's no reason to go to Khumra and the Suffolk the Raisa if I'm not for sure going to Makayim the Raisa. That was his far. It's also going this, but that was his far away then. Now, the other, there were many other arguments against this. This is being a Tchadis. First and foremost, the Gemara. The Gemara says that that uh, the that, Chilazan, uh, which is the, what the, the ink comes from, the sea creature comes from, is Gadol Bayam. It grows in the sea, and as much as it grows, basically God al imoy. And Gemara Menachah says its house grows with it. A fish doesn't have a house. So it doesn't fit the criteria of what the Gemara says that Chalis is meant to be. Anyway, which is why, the, even besides for his own Chassidim, uh, nobody accepted the Mahalach of the Regina to consider this the Chalis, and no one started wearing Chalis made out of these things. Okay, what's so that argument died down for about 70 years. In 1950, the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael was Songer of Yitzhak Herzog, big time in Chachem, but he's also a bit of a scientist, and he decided he's going to go search for the, the, the Chilazim. And he's going to, as the chief rabbi of Israel, he had access to certain uh, science labs, or whatever it was, universities, the professors were willing to work with him, and they wanted to make a study of what they thought the Chilazim could be. 
And they came out as some kind of a sea snail. As opposed to a fish, it must be some kind of a sea snail. There are two good rides for that. The first ride is the Gemara I mentioned previously. And that is that it has a house which grows with it. So if you're going to call the shell of the snail its house, that makes sense. As it grows, the shell grows with it. The second raya is, the Gemara says that, that when after it rains, that the chilatans are, come, come out on the mountains. Now, a fish would never climb a mountain. But a snail, something that could climb a mountain, especially after the rain, that's when snails come out. So even though that chilazan, which the Gemara is talking about, there isn't the chilazan which produces the trellis, but the idea of chilazan means snail, can, after the rain, the snails come out, then we'll be looking for a sea snail. And as he wanted to translate the word chilazan, the snail, and now he's looking for a sea snail which produces the blue dye. Rabbi Yisrael Gatzak found the sea snail. Like I said, again, he was, he was working together with the faculty of the various history or uh, science departments, marine biology departments, to find to work on it. They found snails. They found snails which have an ink sac um, inside them, which which you, which was which they could t- extract the ink. Why would a snail have an ink sac? And the pro- the problem that he never managed to work out uh, in his lifetime was every time they extracted the ink, it came out purple, and everything that I did was always purple. Now, that helped him a, bit, a lot because the idea that, and this is going to go back to the history point over here, and that is that we know that the Romans considered the color purple to be something which only the royalty was allowed to use. Right? The purple is the color of royalty, and no one else was allowed to use purple ink or purple dye except for the Roman nobility. We know that the Romans got the purple from a sea creature. It talks about that. Now, one of the reasons why they posit that the trellis disappeared is the Romans wouldn't let anybody uh, farm or, or produce trellis because they wanted, it for, they wanted it for their royal colors, except it was purple. And trellis is not meant to be purple. Trellis is meant to be blue, the color of the sea or the color of the sky. That's just a blackish, maybe a turquoise, maybe a blue, but that's the color trellis is meant to be, not purple. Um, so Rav Herzog died with the enigma and he didn't manage to work out that it was his fish the trellis or was his, I should say his snail the trellis because it always came out purple and like I said that makes sense because the Romans did have the purple the, the purple dye which came from that um, not only that they did archaeological studies in Lebanon in Tur where it says the trellis came from and they found huge like kind of like uh, I call them graves, really, but huge deposits of thousands and thousands of the shells of these fish, of these worms. Uh, so obviously somebody had an Indian to harvest them in enormous amounts. Okay. Um, the word for the royal garment in the Midrash, throughout the Midrash, the word for the king's garment is always a purfira. Purfira is always the royal garment in the in the Aramaic, which was spoken at the time of the name. Purfira in, right, in, in Aramaic, I suppose it would be. Um, and these worms in the Latin were called pur, purfur, is the word for, they used in Latin for what the, the, the royal purple. So I think it's the purple comes from also. Just, it's, in, it's been anglicized a little bit. But it's the same idea. So what he got to was that he found the, the snails that the Romans used, but that didn't stem with the trellis because it wasn't uh, it wasn't blue it's purple what they found out only years after he died and actually they found out by accident that if you leave 
they always used to produce it in, like, in some kind of laboratory, whatever it was. If you leave it open in the sun and you extract it raw from the from the, these snails and leave it in the sunlight, the sunlight turns it blue. So about 30 years afterwards, when they're trying to work on it again, they found a way to make it blue. You just leave it in a natural sunlight, and then the color turns blue. Right. It's, uh, they also found a worm which they found was a more, I mean, a different snail, which is a more accurate snail than the one he had. But whatever, it's the same idea. It's the same family of uh, creatures, which are very prevalent in the Mediterranean. They're very prevalent in the Mediterranean, and uh, they've always been there, right? And so now let's go back. So the, what they came out with was a trellis, which actually is blue. It comes from a snail. It doesn't come from a fish. And it's something which was marketed and was widely used at the time of the Tanai because the Romans used it. Right. If we were going to ask the question, how come they lost the trellis? What happened? So the, the theory they want to put forward is that they went, the Romans stopped them using it. They monopolized the trade of these things for the royal purple, so they wouldn't let anyone take it for trellis. So that's why they didn't have trellis. Now, do we have any way to substantiate that theory? No, we don't. It's a theory which is put forward, but we, do we have any way to substantiate it? No, we don't. Um, so therefore, the, the proponents of trellis want to claim we have something which fulfills the Gemara's requirements of trellis, and therefore that's where it. We can claim it with the rice. What about the question of how many strings to put on? So either one, you can wear three different pukadim, or we, well, they, well, they say we normally pass them like the Ramam and things like this, we'll just pass them like the Ramam. Right, okay. That's the argument of the proponents of trellis. What are the counter-arguments against trellis? So the counter-arguments fall into three separate categories. Our argument number one is the argument of the Ariza, which can hear the proponents of trellis weren't taking this shit into account too much. The Ariza is something else. The Ariza says the trellis was taken away by Shast Khurban and will be brought back to us when Mashiach comes. The Ariza. The Ariza says the trellis was taken away in the time of the Khurban and will be brought back when Mashiach comes. And it's not random, he says that. He explains that there's a certain tickle that the white reds do. There's a certain tikkun that the trellis threads to in Shemaim, and we can't do the tikkun of trellis without the Besam Mikdash. And that's what's taken away from us. Oh, well, right, I'm going to get there. So if that, if that, if you're going to go with that results case, so then you're going to say that uh, even if we would find trellis, there would be no point wearing it. It's not doing its job. At all, the Amorim used to wear trellis. So the only, so where we have to be asked that result is Hashem didn't make a nace and make people's clothing fly away. Right? Elowat. The, wherever these uh, sea creatures were, which, it, which the trellis came from, they went away. But they still had trellis. The people who were wearing trellis kept their trellis. And therefore, until, even if it became a rarity, people looked after it. And they kept it and passed it down. So however long it lasted, it lasted until the, there was no new supply. And therefore, if the trellis disappeared, in other words, the chilazans disappeared at the time of the Khorban, so it took some time until the Begadim, which was still around in Klai Israel, ended, so to speak, disappeared or wore out and it wasn't replaceable, which is why the Amorim could have still had it, even though, even though there weren't any more Chilazans. Um, if that's the case, then it's definitely not this worm or this, this sea creature we're talking about, because that always was prevalent. It never disappeared. The, the snails they're talking about have always been there. And even other Yamazel, they found it in tremendous numbers because they use them for the day. Could it be they lost the recipe? Oh, we're going to get there next. So, therefore, the result, if you're going with the result, the Mashmur says that the Chilazan was something else. Not these things, something else. And uh, it was last the time the Chorban will be brought back when Mashiach comes. 
Well, now Sufchan Kanievsky about the Chayyim straight away. He, he pointed to this and he said, "We have a, it's written. It will come back in the time when it is based in English." So it doesn't make sense that this, this, that, that it's something which has always been there, because it's something which is taken away from us. But that's the one argument. There's a second argument also, and that is whenever it looks to Chayyim, they looked in the Rambam in Nalacha because obviously the Rambam is going to talk about Chayyim, and they looked carefully to see if what they're saying fits with what the Rambam says. But the truth is, there's another Rambam which is not so well known. And that's the Rambam in the Pirish HaMishnayis on the Mishnah in Menachas, which talks about Tcheles. And the Rambam in the Mishnah in Menachas, we have a look at the beginning of the review of Menachas, when he talks about Tcheles, he asks the question. And he says, uh, why don't we wear Tcheles today? Now listen to what the Rambam says. The Rambam says, even though we have the Chilazan, and then he says, they farm it, even though we have the Chilazan, and it's being, it's, it's, they catch it, they use it, Right? But we don't know the recipe of what color blue to make it. He says you have to add salmon wine and you have to add other ingredients or chemicals to the blood of the chilazan and we don't know what to add to it. So it's clear from the Rambam that they had the chilazan. It's clear from the Rambam that they didn't, it wasn't that the fish got lost or the worm got lost. They had it. The only question is exactly what shade does it have to be? And therefore what do you add to it to get it to the right shade? Now if that's going to be the objection to traders, then we have no answers today. Because even though people were very proud of themselves for finding the snail, for finding the chilazan, the Ram didn't seem that snail was a problem. The Ram said he had the chilazan too. The problem was, we don't know what shade to make it. And let's explain a little bit. It's meant to be the color of the sea, which is the color of the sky. But the difference between the color of the sea in the morning and the color of the sea in the afternoon is the color of the sea at night. Right? It's in a huge range of blues. Right? Is it light blue? Is it, is it royal blue? Is it dark blue? What, what, what blue are we trying to get? And according to the Rambam, if this was enough of a reason why people weren't using trellis, it means that the shade is ma'akir. It's not enough just to make it blue. You have to make it the right blue. And if that's the case, then we haven't, we haven't achieved anything. Because even, even if we would know the raw, the raw ingredient, in other words, the snail that it came from, we, haven't, and we don't know, we don't have a messiah of what to add to it in order to make it the right shade of blue. That's the second argument against the trellis, like I said, from the... From the Rambam, who talks about this is the question he's asked, and this is the answer he gives. Not in the Halacha, in the Pirisha Mishnais. That's the second point. Um, so, therefore, is there a convincing proof that this is the Tchelis, this is the Chilazan, or is the Tchelis? So there's one more argument here also. And that is Rabbi Yashir's standard argument, which um, he always used to apply when people brought him uh, new, new discoveries in science or in the excavations in archaeology or whatever it was and try to tie it into the Matthias in the time of the Gemara and Rav Yerusha was to say the same thing and that is you can't prove this is what the Gemara was talking about you have an option you have an option maybe there's something else so you can't tell me this is what the Gemara meant and that, that's Mechaev maybe there's something else the Gemara was talking about it's not a proof and it's about lots of things when they brought him ancient olives which they found in Masada they wanted to say it's Shia Kazai still we have the old olive so he said the same thing. It could be there were different olives at the time then also. Maybe this wasn't the olive that we were referring to. Maybe there were big olives and jumbo olives and small olives. You can't prove anything because you found one thing in archaeology. Or when they came out with the, 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 the called the Nisakis worm in the fish. They wanted to say this is what Chazal meant, that the worm which grows in the fish in the city water. They said the same thing. It could be others also. How do you know this is what Chazal was talking about? It's the same principles. We can't jump to conclusions that because we found something which could fit Chazal's criteria, that automatically now we can now decide that's what Chazal meant. There could have been other options too. And therefore, like I said, if we're going to sum up, is there any convincing proof that this was the Chilazan? Not really. 
Definitely there's convincing proof that these worms were marketed. But we know what they were used for. They were used for purple. They're called perfurers and they were used for purple and that's what the Romans wanted them for. Yes, we found the technique how to turn purple into blue. So now we have a theory. It could be that that was a trellis and it could be that the, the reason we were, we were prevented from using it is because the Romans monopolized the trade. Could be. We don't have a proof of that. Also, even if we're going to go that route, we don't know exactly how to make it blue. In other words, what, what shades blue we're actually trying to get to. And that's why most uh, Poiskim were very hesitant to be masking to the trellis because it make it icy. And like we said before, with the story of Rishav, it's not really a, it's not a Sophic derisive because even after you put it on, you still have a Sophic derisive. You haven't proved that you've done the mitzvah. Right. We can add another point, and that's the best lady. And that is, was there a story that they had these things that didn't wear them? So here it's less of a clear argument than regarding the fish, because here they didn't know how to make it blue. So you can't say that the fact they didn't wear it is a proof. Maybe they didn't know how, what to do with it. But either way around, those are those facts. Okay, so that's why, like I said, Alpi Alach and most Poskim haven't passed the Timuchiv to the Trelis, either because, like I said, the result said, anyway, not going to be wearing it today, or we aren't able to, or one of the reasons we mentioned. The question only is, okay, but what do you lose? Where to be going? We want a vegan with regular white. So when an extra man with what do you lose by doing that? So here's a good question. When they asked Rabbi Yashar this question, well, he didn't do it, and the reason is very simple. And that is because if what a Poisek does is a Khumrah, everybody else assumes it's halacha. So even if he had done it as a second thing, as a Khumrah, as just in case, or extra, whatever it's going to be, but anybody who would have seen Rabbi Yashar wearing Trelis would said, ah, Rabbi Yashar passed you have to wear Trelis. So you have to be careful if you're going to be in the position of somebody who people are watching you to pass them based on that, and you can't do things like that. I'll give you a very nice story, which brings out this point. I heard it from the son of Rosh Hashanah And he said that he was once at its name, Rabbi Yechon Berdyansky, he was once at a tsunami, at an engagement party, where Rav Shlomo Zalman was there and Rav Ari Levine was there. And Rav Ari Levine was officiating. So Rav Ari Levine told the two mothers to pick up a plate. And before they said, he said, no, let the grandmothers also the let the grandmothers pick up the plate. So Shlomo Zalman asked him, what's the union of the grandmothers picking up the plate? So he said, look, they were there, they felt it was their simcha, so they wanted to be, do something, so I wanted to include them. So let them pick up the plate too, what's the difference? There's no mitzvah in picking up the plate. This, this, you know, make, make more people, include them, and make them feel good about it. Also. So, Rishlam Zaman liked the idea. So, when, after that, whenever he was, at an, he was like officiating in the snow, he used to do the same thing. You know, magic of the plate, the grandmother pick up the plate, you know, they didn't get involved. Until his son, of Israel, or came to him, and said that he doesn't think that his father should be doing this. He said, if Rabbi, if Rabbi Levine does it, everyone knows he's a tzaddik. So a big smile, and it's okay, very nice thing to do. But if you do it, you're a poisek. And people are going to think it's not lacha. And you, you stop. You heard that argument, and you stop. And that's like a truth. If a person's in the position of a poisek, so what he does is a chumrah, or is a nice, a, a nice thing to do, people will think it's not lacha. So, for somebody in a position of authority of being a poisek, to wear trellis, is risky because then people are going to think, based on what you're doing, that you have to wear it. Or that it's a mitzvah, or that it's the right chalice, which Labdaf is. So that's why we don't see Gvedem in chalice. The question is, why doesn't it apply to somebody who's not a godl? If no one's going to look up to him for psaq, so why isn't there a man wearing it just to be... Why not? So here also the two answers to the question. The one answer is, I'm going back to the original argument of the Vesalevi. And that is, we don't do things, why not? 
we have a Messiah to do it, or we have a Chiyuv to do it, we do it. But things we don't know are right, and just in case, maybe in, we're not looking for, we're not looking to do things we aren't sure we have to do. And like I said, here also, you might be losing, not gaining, because you might be wearing a baggage which needs white titus, and you're putting on colored titus, which isn't helping you. That's the one Nakoda. Another Nakoda, like I said before, is you have the Rambam. And that is, even assuming everything's right, we, the Rambam himself said the reason we don't wear it is because we don't know what to do with it. We don't know what color to make it. And if that was enough of a reason for the Rambam not to wear it, he didn't just say, let's try any color and why not? And he claims he had the, he had the Chilazan. If that's the case, so then we, we, we have a Hoyra already that, uh, that wasn't what was done. So, therefore, to finish up, yes, there's a midst of wearing of white threads, there's a midst of wearing Chilaz threads, but between the result, it says it's not like a with Nabez Amigdash. All the various reasons we've given, there isn't a, a reason, strong enough reason, to make us to wear today with marketers tchelis, either because we are meant to wear in tchelis, or because we don't know what is tchelis, or because we don't know what color the tchelis is meant to be.